1: Yes, indeed, we are back with another edition of the only digital radio show that is devoted exclusively to those underdogs, Bow Wow, rough rough. it is Three Dog Thursday, I am your somewhat capable and somewhat lucid host, getting ready to head out at the time that we're taping Three Dog Thursday for London, oh yeah, NFL football over in the UK, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Carolina Panthers in an NFC South rematch. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time start on Sunday morning. I'm headed over with the Bucks Radio broadcast, Gene Deckerhoff, Dave Moore, and I'll be on the call. So I am leaving the country shortly, but before I do, before I leave the continent, we've got to get in some 3 Dog Thursday underdog analysis and predictions here on the program. So I'm looking forward to doing that with some great handicapping guests, some guys off their own shows as well as Peter Burns of the SEC Network, who does a fantastic job as their morning host on the SEC Network and uh, SEC this morning on Sirius XM Radio. They simulcast that show on radio and TV. Peter has great insight on the Southeastern Conference. Oh, Florida and LSU this week. We'll be talking to him about that game. Get some insight there. Peter's also got a great personal story going on with his wife, very much pregnant, With their second child, and yet he's getting to go to this game in Baton Rouge. So we'll talk with Peter later on. In the program, lots of underdogs flowing. You know, we've been doing well on this show a week ago. My guests and I gave you not one, not two, but five correct underdog selections in college football and the NFL. So pay attention as we go along. I did hit with those Florida Gators against the Auburn Tigers. Also, I uh, came up with the West Virginia Mountaineers, who barely covered with the 11 and a half points, the backdoor cover with Texas. I didn't fare so well with the New York Giants against the Minnesota Vikings. I'll try to be better in the NFL this week. I did have the Saints against the Cowboys two weeks ago. And speaking of the Saints, I saw them at field level for that victory against my Bucks last week with Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater throwing the four touchdown passes uh, as the Buccaneers uh, fell 31-24 to New Orleans, which has now won three straight games with Bridgewater as the backup. Who had that? Everybody thought they were going to fall apart. I can tell you watching the Saints firsthand, they ain't falling apart right now. They're looking good with a win at Seattle, a win at home of the Cowboys, a win at home over the Bucs, and now get ready to play the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. Lots of NFL talk will be coming a little bit later on in the show. Uh, straight ahead, Gary Seegers will be here, Winning Cures Everything podcast. He and Chris Giannini, fantastic job on their show predicting all the games against the spread, all the important college games, all the NFL games. They they go with favorites, they go with underdogs, they go with under over totals on, uh, on the Winning Cures podcast. So Gary will be here picking underdogs with me exclusively in college football and the NFL. We're going to talk a lot about Texas-Oklahoma on this podcast, Red River rivalry game, USC-Notre Dame as well in college, NFL games uh, galore, including uh, the firing of Jay Gruden for the Washington Redskins. And the Redskins, who are winless, are playing the winless Dolphins this week. So you got all ends of the spectrum right now. In the NFL, the 49ers are undefeated playing the Rams in what's going to be a hotly contested game with a lot of scrutiny. And then you have the Dolphins and the Redskins at the other end of the spectrum and kind of everything in between. So Gary will be here to predict some underdogs later on in the podcast as well. Sean Green, sports gambling podcast. All Sean Green did was give you three underdogs last week on Three Dog Thursday. Three for three, boom, with West Virginia, Green Bay, and the Indianapolis Colts. Kudos to Sean, so he's back again. By the way, Sean Green has picked four consecutive NFL underdogs over the last two weeks. Four for four. I think you might want to stick around for later in the podcast and see what underdogs he comes up with as well. So those are the guests that are coming on the show. I'll have some insight, some analysis on some of these different games and what I think about those. I'll make some underdog picks uh, as well. A reminder to subscribe to this podcast, spread the word, and subscribe yourself because it comes automatically to your listening device, your phone, your iPad, however you're hearing the show. Subscribe at iTunes, at Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcast. However you found the show, subscribe, and it comes automatically to you. And by the way, if you have subscribed, rate us and review us. It will help others find the show. It will help cross-promote. Three Dog Thursday through those different platforms. If you rate us and review us, it it takes like a minute, 60 seconds of your time to give us a, a quick rating and a quick review. Please do that. And again, subscribe because whenever the podcast is up, sometimes it's up on Wednesday night, by the way, whenever the podcast is up on Wednesday night, Thursday, early in the morning, Thursday, mid morning, ding on your mobile device, on your iPad, on your phone, your Android, your iTunes. Your iPhone, however you get the show, it'll come automatically to you if you're a subscriber. So... Again, uh, we uh, we love our, our friends at Red Circle hosting this program. However you found the link, through social promotion through them, that's great, but subscribe as well. And we should mention to you that the offer still stands from our friends at MyBookie. If you are wagering on the college and NFL games this weekend, you can bet on anything. Whether it's the favorites, whether it's the total, or whether it's the underdogs like us in the college games and the NFL, that Florida LSU game where the line is 13 for LSU. The OU Texas game in Dallas where the Horns are 11-point underdogs. Uh, You can bet on these games with my bookie. Bet securely, bet quickly, and get paid fast. You bet, you win, you get paid quickly with my bookie. That's why I am uh, constantly telling you about them on Three Dog Thursday. They're reliable, great customer service, You want to take advantage of it, go to mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, mybookie.ag, and a special offer that we've been telling you about. Take advantage of this. If you're new to the podcast, great offer for first-time depositors on mybookie. They'll match you up to $1,000. Put 200 bucks in initially, they'll match you 200 bucks. Put 500 in, there's 500 more and on and on all the way up to $1000 on your initial deposit. Use our promo code 3dog, the number 3 and dog, 3dog for 3dog Thursday with my bookie. And again, the promo code is good for your initial deposit to still be matched here in October up to $1000. So you can go ahead and gamble with their money on my bookie as well. College games, the NFL, anything that you want to gamble on uh, with the NBA starting soon, the baseball playoffs, heck, the presidential election, <laughs> they've got it all on my bookie. And remember that code uh, that code again is three dog, the number three and DOG to uh, get that matching bonus for your initial deposit with my bookie. All right, We're ready. Underdog predictions, analysis, and more with the special guest. Getting started up, it's another edition of the only digital radio show that's devoted exclusively to the college football and the NFL underdogs. Here we go with Three Dog Thursday. Rolling along, and speaking of rolling along, the guys at the Winning Cures Everything podcast have been giving you underdogs on their show and even on this show on Three Dog Thursday. And here he is. He's back. I, I alternate. It's, they're like a one-two punch. Like a right cross followed by a left hook of underdogs at Winning Cures. So Gary Seegers is back with me from the Winning Cures podcast to give me some more underdog selections. You got something to live up to this week after what Chris Giannini was able to do last week. These are all good things. Woof, woof. The doggies are coming through. How you feeling for another week?
2: I'm feeling pretty good. I, you know, we, we hit a couple of them last week. I, I got the uh, I got the Ravens, uh, or I got the Steelers covering against the Ravens last week. I got a, uh, you know, I got Boston College last week. Yeah. UT San Antonio. I, I felt I felt pretty good with some of the dogs last week. Now I did cover with some of the favorites. Uh, you you just got to go with with which way the market tells you to go, and. I hit some last week. I made a I've made a pretty decent profit, so I'm feeling wonderful right now. I feel like I'm getting the hang of this.
1: Love it, love it. Uh, on that front, uh, we're going to spend some time talking some SEC and some Florida Gators uh, in a couple of moments. I, I know that I had them last week against Auburn. the The thing is, we've kind of we've touched on this on your show, but for the audience that's hearing us right now on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, You, you just every week better be ready for a heavyweight fight. It's Florida, LSU this week. You know, Auburn and Georgia are going to play, uh, in in a few weeks. Alabama and LSU are going to play in a few weeks. Florida and Georgia play each other at the end of the month. Uh, it is, it is one showdown after another. Uh, Alabama at Texas A&M, which might be a sneaky, decent game, uh, for this week. You just better be ready overall in the SEC, right? For these, for these different games. Real quick, Gary.
2: Oh, I, I agree. And it's, there's no look ahead spots. There's no anything like that. It is every week, week in, week out. Uh, you got to be ready to play. And yeah, you're, you're really just surviving. I mean, it's, it, it's why I do like Florida this week against LSU uh, because you don't have to win by 13 or 14. You just got to win the game to be able to stay in the conversation. And that's that's what LSU is doing. Um, do we want to go on and, and touch on Florida? Why,
1: why don't we do this? Because you've got a great stat from your show about how good Dan Mullen has been uh, against LSU. So go ahead.
2: Well, look, LSU zero and five against the spread the last five years against Dan Mullen. Now, obviously, Les Miles was there for the first two years of that. Um, but man, it, that that's at Mississippi State and Florida. At Florida, he's got better players. He's sixteen and three overall since he took over Florida. And they are, I mean, they're playing lights out defense. Florida, number five in sacks. LSU is number 52 in sacks given up. Uh, LSU has not played a defense like this. LSU's defenses that they have played. Georgia Southern is number 60, but obviously there's a talent deficiency there. Uh, the other teams, number 104 total defense, Texas. Number 125 total defense, Dandy. Number 95, Utah State. Uh, Dan Mullen. He is a covering machine when it comes to Ed Orgeron and LSU. It, it's it, I don't know what it is, but he gets his players hyped up for this, and this is a nasty, vile rivalry. <laughs> uh, I don't know that LSU is going to be able to move the football as easily on these guys, and the the defenses that Joe Burrow has you know played against from the the last bit of last season through the beginning of this season that has turned him into a Heisman contender. Is, is not up to par with what Florida is. Florida leads the country in takeaways. They've got 12 interceptions so far this year. Now, they are going up against a talented group of LSU wide receivers with Jefferson in that bunch. But, uh, but I think Florida can, can hang into this game, even if their offense isn't exactly great. Uh, I think they're going to do enough to, to keep this within 13 points. I love Florida in this spot. I don't know that they win the game, uh, but I, just, I think it's a, a good spot for them.
1: So Gary loves the Gators in this instance, and I loved them last week. The only two things that concern me, let down from such an emotional game with Auburn, we're talking about psychology at the beginning of the conversation here about having to be up every week for all these big games. And that environment in Baton Rouge, uh, plus Kyle Trask uh, sprained knee, we don't know midweek here how much can he play, how effective will he be, will Emory Jones, the other quarterback, uh, will, will he be used? He's more of the running read option kind of quarterback. Um, I'm just concerned for Florida in that environment. I could see, of course, it's a hypothetical. Florida could hang in to the very end. That's what you believe. I could see LSU beating them by 17 or 21 points, too, uh, just because of the things that I just laid out. So I'm inclined to stay away. Still, when they when they made this a night game in Baton Rouge, and Gary, I don't know if you've ever been there at night. I've had the privilege of being there at night on a previous occasion. Um it is years, just years a, ago. It's yeah. just a different environment, isn't it? And you try to convey that to people. They are jacked. They are jacked in Baton Rouge on those Saturday nights, sir.
2: Oh, they they absolutely are. Now, when, when you talk about it being a, a letdown spot, I don't think that there is any possibility that it is a letdown, even after such an emotional win over Auburn at home. At, look, when you go in and you're playing against a top-five team on the road uh, and you're a 13-point underdog, I, there's a little emotion to that. Remember, these are you know 18- to 22-year-old kids that – it, it, they they feel slighted at this point because they just went out and showed, well, we just beat a top 10 team, you know, by almost two touchdowns. And now you're saying that we can't hang with these guys. Like after we've had, like we hang with them every year. Like we beat them most years. Right. So with with Florida, I, I think there's a little bit of an edge as far as people saying, well, they don't belong, et cetera. I, yes. LSU has looked fantastic. I could absolutely see them winning by 17 points or so. But I think the, the possibility is much more likely that Florida hangs in this ball game. And not to mention, if I get it by 10 points, it's say, say this is a 24 to 14 game, say this is a 34 to 24 game, then I got the cover. And 13 points is just a ton of points. My, uh, my analytic numbers have, have got it at LSU minus 7.68. So if it's almost a touchdown off there, I'm going to side with the numbers. I feel good about Florida.
1: Listen to Gary Seegers with his own analytics and, and coming through. And again, Florida won the hurricane makeup game in 2016 in Baton Rouge with defense. They won the game in Gainesville against LSU last year with defense. Their defense may be able to make a couple of plays, a couple of turnovers, a defensive score, and stay right in. We'll find out on that one. So we spent a lot of time on that one. You are not going uh with me. I I think I gotta go Texas Longhorns. I was on your show. Uh, The Red River rivalry game, the renewal of that in Dallas for this weekend. I was on your show talking about Texas. I didn't even realize the full stat. In each of the last five years, Gary Seegers of the Winning Cures Everything podcast, the Horns have covered all five times with two outright wins, and yet Vegas keeps making Oklahoma a 9-10, or what is it this case, 11-point underdog every year in this game I think that's too many points for the Texas Longhorns. I don't believe you're agreeing with me on the record here, but what oh, do no, you no. think about Texas-Oklahoma? What do you think?
2: I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. I do like Texas in this spot. However, that stat that you read is a little bit misleading because it doesn't include the Big 12 championship game right. from last year right. where Oklahoma beat them by 12 and, and actually covered the spread. So, yeah, I I, do, I am so torn on this game. Because I do think that Oklahoma can come out and put up a bunch of points. One of the stats that I pointed out uh, to Chris on our show, look, Oklahoma, as far as third down percentage goes, they're number eight in the country. Texas is number one. But Oklahoma's number eight. The issue is Texas, number 77 in opponent third down percentage. They can't stop anybody. Their defense, Chris was, was
1: saying on your show, their defense is in the hundreds. In total ranking, and his concern for me or anybody else taking the Longhorns is they're not going to be able to stop Jalen Hurts and Oklahoma from putting twenty-eight, thirty-five, thirty-eight points on the board, even on an off game. Probably you're going to have to score forty now, to, to to have a chance yes. to beat them. Now
2: something something that is interesting about it though, uh, turnover margin. Oklahoma is number eighty-five in turnover margin. Texas is number fourteen. So if Oklahoma turns the football over. Obviously, Texas can hang in this. They can win the ball game. And I do think that Herman gets up for this game like no other game. I, he understands what it means to the people in Texas. And it, none of the other games matter nearly as much as this one. So he's going to have those guys jacked for this one. Uh, I, I do like Texas in this spot, and I am going to have a, a little bit of money on them. But it, it's not going to be one of, my, uh, one of my official picks. I'm not going to put a ton of money because I could absolutely see Oklahoma winning by two touchdowns here. Like I think that Lincoln Riley offense is legit, and with so many injuries on Texas's secondary, uh, it, it's it's tough to read exactly how they're going to play in this spot.
1: Again, noon Eastern time, eleven a.m. local time. They will not have as much time at the Texas State Fair to have the corny dogs, the funnel cakes, uh, the alcoholic beverages, uh, those kind of things uh, prior to this <laughs> matchup uh, coming at uh, at eleven a.m. local time in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. You, you we'll think? See.
2: You think they're not going to start drinking at dawn? You're correct. The <laughs> they may not go to
1: bed. You're right because it's earlier. A lot of times, this game's a two thirty local time game where you can at least get a cat nap in before. If you're an OU or a Texas fan, that will be the, that will not be the case on this one. You're just going to kind of roll right in. Um, so interesting. You like a Texas team though on Three Dog Thursday. It's not the Longhorns. You like a sun? We have our first, ladies and gentlemen, Sun Belt underdog of the season. And Gary Seekers has a Texas team. What about it?
2: Well, Louisiana Monroe is going on the road to San Marcos. They're playing Texas State. The Bobcats, a three and a half point underdog at home. Look, my metrics have got Texas State actually favored by a point here. Uh, ULM gives up a ton of yards, a ton of points. Yes, their offense can score. They can move the football. They put up over 500 yards on Memphis last week, but they also gave up about a billion. It felt like <laughs> it. they gave up over 50 points to Memphis. You uh, took uh, Florida
1: but, State to overtime earlier in the year too, putting yes. up a bunch of points and yes, missed the extra did. point in the overtime. Yes, to your to your point there.
2: You, you got that right. And, and and then of course they also went to Iowa State and lost 72 to 20. So <laughs> <laughs> like they. They, they have been on both sides of this. They give up a ton of points, Texas State with Jake Spavitol and that bunch. Uh, they will be able to move the football on them. Look, Texas State had a bye week to get ready for this game. ULM played Memphis, and now they got to travel on a short week. Uh, it's not a long trip, of course, but one less day of practice. you got to go somewhere else. It's an uncomfortable environment. I like Texas State to win this game outright, so I'm definitely taking the three and a half. I'm getting more than a field goal for a a home underdog on a weeknight, give me that all day. Texas State plus three and a half here.
1: Love it. And again, you may be listening later in the weekend on Three Dog Thursday and know how brilliant Gary was or how stupid I am or all of the above listening to these different (laughs) picks. But he's got a Thursday night woofer uh, there with the Texas State Bobcats. Uh, Love that out of the Sunbelt Conference. All right, so we've spent a lot of time on uh, college, was there anything else on college? Not that you want to take an underdog. I know USC, Notre Dame uh, for this weekend. We're interested in that one. I, I mentioned Alabama, Texas A and M. You know, will the horn? Uh, will the Aggies uh, uh, be able to hang in in that game uh, at Kyle Field? We'll find out uh in that one alabama significant favorite there i did talk to a florida state fan i want to make you smile that when the line came out and clemson he said to me we're only he said we're only a 27 point underdog he said i was scared it was going to be 40 he said <laughs> legitimate this is a huge florida state donor season ticket holder he said i was scared it was going to be a 40 point line for the clemson game at Clemson." never going
3: to be 40 well he was scared um, it's I,
1: 20 it's 27 so that'll be interesting in the afternoon too at death valley at 20
2: 27 is the exact same line that uh that Clemson had against North Carolina, uh, but this is in Death Valley. I, you know I'm staying away because it's such a big number. Would it surprise me to see Florida State be able to put up points? Absolutely not. I, I think they could hang. I, I mean, I think it's more likely that they lose by you know two to three touchdowns as opposed to four or five. But uh, Clemson coming off of a bye week after you know almost losing at North carolina uh, that's that's a tough spot. That's a really tough spot. so I, I don't know how I feel about Florida State this week. Um, I, I'll tell you a couple that I'm paying attention to, and they're really short dogs. But the line is so volatile. Uh, Arizona State was a one-point underdog, and it's flipped back and forth between them being a favorite and not. Uh, but they're playing against Washington State. Washington State, of course, just lost their defensive coordinator, Tracy Clays. I think Jaden Daniels is going to be able to move the uh, the football there, uh, so they may not be a dog. So I'm not going to I'm not going right. to talk about that one too much. And in uh, Ball State in Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan opened up actually a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Look, these two teams incredibly equal when you adjust strength of schedule and everything. Eastern Michigan's at home. Eastern Michigan has won and covered three straight against Ball State. They beat them 42-20 to 20 last year, 56-14 to 14 the year before. Like, they have been able to put up points on them, and I, I just I don't understand why Ball State would be favored in this spot. Uh, but that has gone back and forth between one-and-a-half and a pick em. So they may not be a dog, but I do like Eastern Michigan.
1: Next. How about that? And you were on Arizona State. Uh, we had you on a, a, back uh, two or three weeks ago. You were on Arizona State for the upset of Michigan State on the field goal controversy at the end of that one. Not exactly at love Picasso, The ten. what was it, the 10-7 final, but you'll take it for three-dog Thursday purposes. A hundred percent. Back when it Thank happened. I'll,
2: I'll take a win anytime. Yeah. I will take a win at any point, especially with Herm Edwards. Yeah. I love that man. He is fantastic.
1: Yeah, we, Great for football. We, we love that, and we love Gary Seegers with me for a few more moments. Winning Cures Everything podcast. He and Chris Giannini do a great job with the Winning Cures Everything podcast that you can find at winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. You can find them there, and their show is also simulcast on YouTube. Go to the Winning Cures Everything YouTube channel. You see his great-looking mug. You see Giannini, these male models, making the picks in college and the NFL, check them out on their YouTube page as well, and they even roll out the red carpet uh, figuratively for me to come on and butcher their show talking underdogs when I'm half coherent because I've been at a Tampa Bay Rays playoff baseball game like I was uh, earlier in this week uh, playing the Astros. So, all right, uh, we've covered the college underdogs. Last week, Giannini all over the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday Night Football. They got the outright win against Kansas City. Give me, uh, give me a thought or two. What are you looking at for the NFL for a possible underdog here? What's going on?
2: Well, let, let's go to the afternoon. Let's go back out to Los Angeles. Memorial Coliseum, I love the 49ers here. Uh, yes, they had a massive Monday night game. They've got a shorter week than usual. But I think the 49ers are a better team than the Rams. Uh, since moving to L.A. in 2016, the 49ers are 4-2 and two against the spread, 3-3 three and three straight up against the Rams uh Rams were were 2 and 0 against the spread last year and that was with San Francisco's quarterback being out and them not being able to figure anything out. Like this this is not the same Rams team that they had last season and this is not the same 49ers team that they had last season. Uh LA so far this season has run 240 passing plays. That mm. is number 1 in the mm. NFL. Dead last. They've only run 121. Like they will be able to run the football here uh, I love I love San Francisco in this spot. Uh, I don't think that that LA is that good. As, as I've told you before, Bear Bryant mantra: when you throw the football, only three things can happen, and two of them are bad. And LA is throwing the football <laughs> at a just ridiculous rate. Uh, I love this 49ers defensive line. I think they are probably the best defensive line, well, the best uh, the best front seven in the NFL right now. They are clicking on. Yeah, they're, all cylinders. they're good. I, yeah, I, I and, saw and both of you. People. know
1: this about me. I saw both of these teams at field level. I saw the 49ers week one beat my Buccaneers. They got the two interception returns for a touchdown off Jameis Winston. One of them by Richard Sherman was right in front of me. He trucked right past me on the sideline oh, yeah. for the pick six. Um, and then I saw the Rams at the Coliseum when my Buccaneers took a blowtorch to them with 55 points. Yes, one of them was a clinching defensive touchdown. Uh, But even in defeat, Jared Goff was slinging the ball everywhere, Um, even in the loss to the Seahawks, which they could have won with the last second field goal, but missed a very makeable kick in the middle of the field by Greg Zerline. They did well offensively in that game. I know you love the 49ers front seven. I I wonder if this is a bow your back game here for the Rams against the 49ers, we'll find out. You obviously, off that Monday night performance, they looked fantastic, San Francisco. It's easy to buy into what you're selling right here, that they can follow it up and beat a Rams team that suddenly lost two in a row, Gary.
2: Well, look, one of the big metrics that I use is yards per point margin, right? So between offense and defense, it, it tells how good of a overall team you actually have. San Francisco... Their number is four point six. That's number five in the NFL. L.A. negative one point one. That's number twenty one in the NFL. Really, that's not good. People, yeah, people can put up points on L.A., and I don't think they can on San Francisco. It's tough to score on that defense, and the Rams could be in a uh, in a lot of trouble if they lose this game. I mean, all bets are off. Of course, you know about the uh, the Super Bowl slump for everybody but the Patriots, of course. But uh, but yeah, I mean, when teams that are coming off losing Super Bowls. They uh, they don't look nearly as good the next season. I think that the Rams are missing in Dominick and Sue. I, I think they've just got some problems right now, and I think that the Rams are going to take advantage
1: of that. and I mean, sec- yeah, the 49ers take advantage. Right, their secondary got torched by the Bucks. I don't know that the 49ers have the same weapons. They've got Kittle, the tight end. Garoppolo can throw it some down the field. Be a fun game in the left coast. Uh, the, late, the late window of games, 49ers and Rams. Any other thoughts on any other NFL teams? Not necessarily an underdog. You know I'm headed to London. Buccaneers-Panthers rematch early. Breakfast with the Bucks and the Panthers on Sunday early. Anything else in the NFL that stands out? Player, team, game, anything for right now before you get well, out I'm, of here?
2: I'm interested in the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles and the Vikings. Vikings are a three-point favorite at home. Uh, we all know if the Vikings cannot run the football, it's really difficult for them to win. And I, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins anymore. I bought I in 100% last season. And then at the beginning of this season with Kevin Stefanski and, uh, and that whole bunch, uh, Gary Kubiak, I thought they would get the offense back moving. Uh, they've got Dalvin Cook. But the issue here is the Eagles are number one in the NFL in opponent rushing per game. And, and they're number two in opponent rushing yards per carry. They don't give up rushing yards. They don't let you attack them on the ground. I'm curious what the Vikings are going to look like. It, they, they always look great at home, but rarely have they played anybody at home that they couldn't run on. So I, I'm curious about that one to see exactly how it's going to go. The Eagles are 5-1 and one against the spread on the road, their last six. The Vikings are probably one against the spread at home the last six, so mm. you you got the, a battle there. Yep, I'm I'm curious. I think the number's probably right around the, uh, the right spot. I, I'm just very interested to see how those two teams are going to play.
1: And Minnesota made me look foolish for taking the Giants last week, and it was Cousins throwing the ball more than Dalvin Cook running it. But Dalvin Cook ran it on the Falcons in a home game, to your point. Ran it on the Raiders in a home game, to your point. So let's see if the Eagles can stuff him in the game. In, in the location where the Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple years ago on the neutral field in Minnesota against the Patriots. Now they're back there as the road team uh, with the Vikings. Always love the inside of Gary Seeger's plug-away one more time, my friend, about the Winning Cures Everything podcast.
2: Go over to winningcureseverything.com. We've got our previews, our picks, our social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, etc. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, just go to Winning Cures Everything. You can follow us on Twitter, at Winning Cures. Uh, go to YouTube, hit subscribe for us, leave some comments, et cetera. And, of course, all of your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, et cetera. Make sure and leave a review, subscribe for us. TJ, we would always appreciate you having us, buddy.
1: Well, and I appreciate being on with these guys as well. They do a tremendous job, and they're in a groove. They helped us last week. We came up with five underdogs for you last week on Three Dog Thursday, for those that are interested. and uh, And Gary, again, for this week, likes Texas State on Thursday night. Uh, in the Sunbelt game with Louisiana Monroe, ULM. So you may already be listening a little later in the weekend and you know how that went or didn't go. He likes the Gators in the huge showdown with LSU, the primetime game Saturday night, Baton Rouge. He likes the 49ers on Sunday. Good luck with the underdogs. We encourage everybody to go check them out at winningcureseverything.com and the Winning Cures Everything podcast and YouTube show. Gary, thank you, brother. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Reminder again: Three Dog Thursday brought to you in part by my bookie. Uh, wager on the games. Whether you're talking about that USC Notre Dame game in South Bend, Big Ten action, ACC action, do you dare take Florida State against Clemson and all of those points? NFL Sunday games across the pond. We've got my Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers, but take take the games. Uh, you're going to hear more in this show about Philadelphia and Minnesota and Minneapolis. The Chargers hosting the Steelers Sunday night. Bet on those games with my bookie. That's M Y B O O K I E. Mybookie.ag. Bet on them with my bookie, and we have got a promo code that'll match your deposit up to thousand dollars. Use the promo code with my bookie at three uh, dog. The number three D O G. Your first deposit's gonna get matched with that promo code three dog. And that's up to a thousand dollars. So if you want to put five hundred bucks in initially, they'll match it five hundred dollars. You want to put a thousand in initially? Same thing, a thousand dollar match up to a thousand bucks with my bookie. You bet, you win, you get paid quick. Great customer service as well with my book. You can bet on anything, favorites, totals. We want you to bet the underdogs though on three dog Thursday and use our promo code three dog for a matching bonus up to a thousand dollars with my bookie. dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. I have been pointing to the calendar on Florida LSU and saying, who can I get on the Three Dog Thursday podcast to help me talk a little bit about it? It has been a while. It has not been this football season since I've gotten the chance to talk with Peter Burns of the SEC Network and... Like Keith Jackson would always say, whoa, Nelly, we got a big one with the Gators and LSU in Baton Rouge. And this man, he's all about it with Chris Doring every morning SEC this morning on SiriusXM and the SEC Network. Uh, they are neck deep in LSU Gators this week. Peter, good to have you.
0: Man, hey, you know what? Thanks, DJ. It's always good to talk some ball with you. And this is the week, right? It's not only for LSU Florida, but just all college football, like the matchups this week. Are, it kind of feels like all of a sudden we had a cool front throughout the South. so It actually feels <laughs> like football weather. And so, yeah, man, and this one is always kind of crazy. Like I was shocked when the line came out around 14 for the Tigers because we go back and, there's a lot of people that think, while you know, they talk about Alabama, they, a lot of people think that LSU's big rival over the last couple of years has actually been more Florida because the games have been so dang competitive. There's been some trash talk, you know, the whole DBU angle, like. There is no love lost between these two fan bases and teams, and he even head coaches when it comes down to
1: it. Yeah, you you hit the nail right on the head. That even uh, the coaches here that are involved, because Mullen and we'll get into this, has had success against LSU while at Mississippi State. Yep. They won the game a year ago. We had the whole Hurricane Matthew thing with the game being moved three years ago where LSU got to play twice in a row uh, in Baton Rouge and then the Gators played twice in a row at home. And it's just, just, uh, so we're, you know, we we are uh, subplots every which direction. And one other one, Uh, Just for fun on this, because I saw you tweet this, and I haven't had a chance to hear the show to hear you talking about it, but as it stands right now, you are allowed to go to this game, and I say allowed being the key word, because (laughs) the roster in the Burns house is about to increase by one more, and Mama Burns is due like any time with LSU Florida looming in Death Valley in Baton Rouge.
0: Yeah, ma- Mama is uh, is due with baby boy uh, on Halloween, and so you know, and, <laughs> and while we, and that's what I was saying. I was like, man, I've got plenty of time. Right, going to come at Halloween, and Mama said, absolutely, you can go to LSU, you can go down to Baton Rouge, where I'm originally from, for this game. But if you do so. I get the full naming rights of our child, and I have no veto, veto vote <laughs> whatsoever. And so remember, DJ, my wife is a diehard Alabama fan, so oh, more no. than likely I'd come home and my little son would be named like Bear Bryant Burns.
1: Or so, Nameth, or Saban. Or na- yeah, no, but now wait no, a minute, don't no you no have, really, let, me, let me keep up no. with this, because we keep up with each other on social media, you have a dog, or you did name Saban, right? Or didn't you have a dog named Saban, or no?
0: Yes. Yes, we got two. One dog named Sabin, one dog named Peyton. So we're all <laughs> at SEC over here. So that's one version of it. But it's already bad enough because my, you know, my wife is a diehard Alabama fan, and our daughter Bo was born on Halloween, and so, and that's also Nick Saban's birthday. Right. So we could have Nick Saban's birthday, my daughter's birthday, and now little Bear Brian Burns all being born on <laughs> Halloween. And I love I'm this trade off. Because normally, if I felt stronger about a TJ, I'd be like, you know what? That's fine. I don't care what you call him because I know you're not going to name him something crazy like like Tua Tunga Bailoa or something like that. Like, I would go if I felt like I knew 100% the LSU was going to win this game. But man, what a great matchup because it's really strength versus strength. The LSU hasn't played a defense like this, Florida hasn't played an offense like that. And crazy things happen when these two teams meet.
1: You cannot make up these subplots. Peter Burns of the SEC Network here, who is foregoing, is that the right word, all naming rights to his son so he can be at Tiger Stadium for LSU and Florida? Yes. Uh, it could be Stabler Burns. It could be Namath Burns. Uh, right. As long as it's not Greg McElroy. I was going to say, you beat me to it. If it's no. McElroy, I don't know what you do <laughs> with that because, you know, McElroy and the golf and all that and the. Uh, okay. Okay uh yeah. all right so good luck good luck on on that with the sun you you made mention of this game and and florida got the emotional win over auburn but i believe there are a little bit of damaged goods here i've said this earlier in the podcast with trask's injury the emotional yeah. aspect of the game now you got to go right back on the road and play lsu who had an easier game at home I'm not so sure that the Tigers aren't lying in wait and catching Florida at a perfect time here when they're – I'm not making excuses, but Trask is not going to be anywhere near 100%. And emotionally, I don't know how you get jacked back up like they were last week uh, yeah. at home for Auburn.
0: And I, and I talked to Doring about that. He goes, honestly, it's actually better for Florida to be on the road than it would be at home this week as far as kind of just getting, getting excited and getting jacked up for this, show, this game, right? Because he goes, hey, if it was a home game – you got a lot of distractions that came with the big win the week before. You're probably out hanging out with all your buddies. He's like, well, what happens is that the fact that this game is on the road, if you can't get fired up for a game at Death Valley on a Saturday night, well, then you got to get the hell out of the SEC, right? So, you know, I mean, but, but I think your first thing that you talked about is more of an issue, right? Trash not being 100%. You know, I mean, I think he's a good quarterback, um, and, but the question is, is you need a great quarterback right now to beat this LSU offense? and with them possibly getting Terrence Marshall back, the wide receivers have been looking great. You know, they got um, Ed Ingram back on the offensive line. Um, This is probably arguably the healthiest LSU has been since game one. You know, the bye week came, really good week, TJ. Combine that with playing Utah State and Vandy and some other teams that you could kind of, you know, not play guys that were a little bit dinged up. LSU's really at full strength. Florida necessarily is not. So, again, all – Things on paper point to LSU winning this game and winning it handily. But the difference is I don't think there's a better X and O coach than Dan Mullen and Todd though That one two punch is right there, I think, with Dabo Sweeney and and, and Brent Venables at Clemson right now that find ways to just get it done, and Mullen's done a great job of that in big game.
1: No doubt about it. Peter Burns with me for a few more moments. He actually, a full disclosure here on the Three Dog Thursday interview, he's got young daughter, who's now about to be big sister, uh, Bo Burns, in the car with him. She's doing outstandingly well. Has she got the kids bop going? What have we got in the back? Have we got Mickey Mouse Clubhouse going in the back? What have we got going in the back to occupy her while you're driving and talking? We got a
0: big, we got a big excavator book right now, and I like her to hear about this. Because that way I can talk good about LSU, and that way it's just like osmosis for her, so she you know gets it in her blood. Because sooner or later she's gonna have to decide, if, you know, hey, is she going to Alabama? Or is she going to LSU? And then probably what she'll do is go to like to Ohio State and exactly boat. You know, so who up, knows? What uh, happens.
1: She'll end up being at Wisconsin or at Arizona State right. or uh, the University of the Pacific or something else. Uh, <laughs> so we try to we try to ingrain this in our kids, and yet I ride around in the car with my 11-year-old twins, and we listen to the Descendants 3 soundtrack nonstop. So it just, you know, whatever works. That's pretty good. Whatever whatever works in these uh, circumstances. Uh, back to Mullen. He had success at Mississippi State against LSU. Uh, obviously, there are some young Florida players that haven't played before at Tiger Stadium. How much can he help them? Can the staff help them? Because they've been in Death Valley before and had success before. What do you think, Peter?
0: Yeah, I think it's a great question, TJ, because I think if there's a coach that doesn't make the moment and knows how to kind of break the ice, it's Dan Mullen, right? I mean, Mullen's fantastic. I, I loved what he had to say to Kyle Trask the week that you know Felipe got injured. He goes. To, he goes to Trask, and the story is Kyle. You know, he goes. Are you nervous? And Kyle's like, Yeah, a little bit. He goes. Well, don't be nervous. If you throw five interceptions, I'm just gonna bench you and put in Emory Jones. Like, I mean, <laughs> like so he, he he like has fun with the guys, and I think he'll have fun with these guys and be like, Man, this is this is what it's all about. Like, this is the reason why you went to the University of Florida, right? This is the reason why you came here was to play in big ball games. So, like, embrace this. Like, if you got butterflies in your stomach, hell yeah, man, because guess what? Nobody's really has butterflies and if it's two non-competing teams that are battling for a bowl game, like national championships are on the line. You're damn right. There better be some butterflies. So I think he does a good job. I think that's why he's the perfect guy for Florida right now. He's bringing a little fun football back. They've always had athletes, but I think they've grinded too much. So I, I I'm, I'm really intrigued to see his play calling. Cause I think LSU's defense is back a hundred percent. I think they're ready to go. I just don't see them being able to run the ball and be able to get enough separation um, with a really good LSU secondary that I, I still feel like it's a LSU, it's a close game for a half, but LSU just eventually just it wears them down offensively late into this game.
1: Peter Burns doing a great job here talking with me on the Three Dog Thursday podcast about this. Catch him again, SEC this morning with Chris Doring weekday mornings on Sirius XM and the SEC Network. Find the local listing there for the Sirius XM channel. Find the SEC network. They do a great job on the uh, the simulcast. So has Doring, by and large, were midweek? Has he been behaving himself? Or is he going to, yeah. is the obnoxious meter going to escalate late in the week here uh, where he attempts to uh, haze you or sabotage you because you're from Baton Rouge or what is the story? What's the story?
0: I told him all week long, I said I was doing hashtag Florida respect week. So I've been nothing but nice to him all week long just to <laughs> kind of set him up for the rope a dope. So I'll give it a knockout punch on Friday. I like so, it. Yeah, we had some fun. But again, like I said, man, I, I, that's what I love about this because. You know, college football this week with Texas OU and, and some of the other great games that are coming up this weekend. Even, you know, I was USC, say – USC-Notre Dame.
1: USC-Notre well, Dame's USC, another Notre Dame. one too with this. I was going to yes.
0: say Alabama-A&M, but I don't think that's a close game. Um, but it's, it, it, it's nothing but respect for what, what this defense has done over the last couple of weeks uh, for Florida. So I originally thought they were going to be around a 9-3, and 10-2 team. Ultimately, I still think they find a way to, to, to get down to that level. Um, and again, I, I I think that Florida is under great hands with Dan Mullen. I think he's going to be, he's absolutely the right coach. I'm glad they didn't hire Chip Kelly out there. Um, but I I, I just think that LSU's offense ends up being too much ultimately down. I, I go probably like 31 to, uh, 31 to 20 is the word I'm going to call here on the on the on on your Yeah, on, your the, on podcast. the podcast I'm going to go right, 31, well, 20, I I LSU.
1: I am leery that they can stay within two touchdowns. I think it's going to be something like like you're saying like 31 14, 34 17, maybe 38 20. I, I, you know, I think Florida may, may score a little, but I, I don't know. And then again, you can make the argument that Florida's defense is good enough to hold Burrow and company in check. We'll see. Hey, one more for the audience wherever they are hearing us. I've had the privilege on an occasion once to be in there on a Saturday night in Death Valley. You've been in there over and over again. Convey to the audience yeah. there is just something different about it when it's a Saturday night primetime game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it just starts during the day, right? The amount of tailgating that goes on, the amount of just, you hear the LSU fight song, and there's, you know, there'll be 100,000, 110,000 in the stadium. There'll probably be over 200,000 people on campus. So that's just, it's nuts about how many people are there. But really, when it comes down to it, is when you walk into that stadium, it's just, you hear the band come out, you hear 100,000, it goes crazy. You can, you may or may not be able to smell a little bit of Crown Royal in the air. Um, and and it's just between that and the tailgate, man, it's unlike anything. And even if you're in a college or an SEC fan or a, a LSU fan, a bucket list item is like you know going to a big-time World Cup match or going to Game 7 of an NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Going to a night game at Death Valley on a big weekend like this where College Game Day is there. There ain't nothing like
1: it, my man. Mm. going to be something. going to be fun to watch. We'll see what happens for Saturday evening. He will be talking all about it. Will uh, Peter Burns, SEC this morning, being simulcast on SiriusXM and the SEC Network, go be a good dad with little Bo. Good luck with the unnamed uh, son that will have an Alabama slant probably at the end of the month. Peter Burns, oh. thank
0: you. Let him be, there.
1: We do rock along on Three Dog Thursday. Reminder again to subscribe wherever you find podcasts. This will come automatically to you if you subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, a Google Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Rate the show. Review it. It'll move it up in the rankings. Love that. Also love the help of all the analysts, the handicappers, the insiders, including this guy. Might want to pay attention here to what Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast has to say on Three Dog Thursday, because he was rolling in particular in the NFL overall and with underdogs last week and on this show. He's back from the West Coast, Uh coming to me from Southern California. Here's Sean Green with me. Happy Three Dog Thursday once again, my friend.
3: Happy Three Dog Thursday, TJ. Yeah, coming off a... uh I was 3-0 and on uh, Dogs on your show. I gave out uh, West Virginia at 11.5, so I had to squeak that one out. But then uh, Green Bay and uh, the Colts, uh, I was on the points, but yeah. And also uh, Green Bay I had uh, outright on my show. But yeah, both won outright, and 12-2 uh, and 2 week for me in the NFL, so... Uh, heating up here a little
1: bit yeah 12 and 2 ats for you last week again taking favorites and underdogs on the sports gambling podcast and you had the strong feeling on on green bay we haven't talked a lot about that game in the recap mode and i know we're moving on uh, now i mean it's it's amazing because now that there's a thursday game every week for the last few years you just you have to move on to the new week by the time we get to three dog thursday but green bay uh, just give me a quick take on, Do we are we impressed more with what they did or what is going on with the Cowboys to look that bad for that much of the game? Yes, they rallied in the fourth, but they were being wiped out by the Packers, Sean.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I, I do think this Cowboys team got exposed a little bit, off to a hot start 3-0 and against possibly uh, three of the worst teams in the NFL. And uh, now back-to-back uh, playing higher-quality NFC opponents, you know, 0-2, and, and uh didn't look great in either game. And, you know, those two losses could uh, come down to hurt them uh, come playoff time, especially if they're uh, battling it out for a wild-card spot or even uh, if they do pull off the division, jockeying for a spot there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, to me this is more an indictment on, on the Cowboys because, uh, you know, they were at home and just got pushed around. And Aaron Jones set a record. First time a uh, running back scored four touchdowns against the Dallas yep. Cowboys. And that's all time. And that, you know, we're in a passing <laughs> league right now and they're setting running back records. Uh so uh not a good sign for the Cowboys and and Green Bay, I mean, yeah, they lost to the Eagles at home, but that felt uh you know, that felt like kind of just a bad spot for them and then coming off the long rest from the Thursday game, good spot against Dallas. So uh Yeah, I took it more as a markdown on Dallas. I'm still pretty high on Green Bay.
1: No doubt. All right, so we'll get to more NFL conversation and underdogs. And again, you'll want to pay attention because now that I look back, Sean, the last two weeks is four for four giving you underdogs, ladies and gentlemen. On Three Dog Thursday, Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, So he's dealing right now. He's cooking along. So look forward to that. (laughs) Let's begin with the college. We've spent a lot of time on the podcast talking Florida and LSU already. So I won't burden the audience more with more conversation on that. Uh, I want to go back to the Red River rivalry game, Texas and Oklahoma. You mentioned both of us had West Virginia last week. Texas very impressive in Morgantown. They got the win, even though West Virginia got the late cover. Uh, Shane Buchel uh, at quarterback. Uh, they they have no problem scoring. We've established earlier before you've uh, come on, though, they are in the 100s in a couple of defensive categories. That's a real concern. I like the Longhorns for Three Dog Thursday. I'm not pinning you down to take them, but analyze their shot here against Oklahoma, who's obviously got a high-powered offense. Sean, what do you think about the matchup itself?
3: Yeah, I mean, you got to you know, you look at the, their coach as a dog, he's been, uh, it's been a strong play historically. Although the last time I took him as a dog, they didn't, uh, didn't work out. They had a couple of uh, dropped, uh, I mean, they had some real goal line opportunities. So the last time they were a big home dog, uh, in prime time. And, uh, yeah, I, I think you made a good point there that uh, some of their defense is just horrific mm-hmm. in the hundreds. And, uh, you give Jalen Hurts and this Oklahoma offense a, a defense that week that could be trouble. So uh, the the number's big, but I, I don't know if it's quite big enough.
1: Yeah, they played against LSU and played them tough, and then LSU, you know, Joe Burrow threw for over four hundred yards, made all the big plays in the second half, and you wonder if that's going to be a replay with uh, with Jalen Hurts and again in as we've established in the Texas Oklahoma rivalry October game Texas has covered five times in a row now they did play in the Big 12 championship game last year different stadium AT&T Stadium and Oklahoma won easily and covered in that one but in this rivalry October game the horns have been good including a victory a year ago let's see that's an early game a noon eastern nine in the west game uh, for the matchup with uh, Oklahoma and Texas, that traditional rivalry. All right, so you're not going to go there. Where are you going to go for an underdog? I'm curious. What do you like, Sean Green?
3: Well, I'm going to head over to the Big Ten. I uh, I think this Iowa team is a, is a quality team overall. Uh, I like a lot of what they've done, and uh, they're just coming off a really poor performance in Michigan. They only put up three points. I mean, you look at the rest of their offensive numbers so far this season, that was quite the anomaly. And uh, I like good programs to bounce back, especially at home against a, a, you know, another Big Ten opponent, Penn State. So they're at home. They're a home dog catching four and a half points. I, I think they're going to look to uh, rebound after that tough loss against Michigan. And, uh, yeah, it, to me this is more a spot play and, Penn State has struggled at times kind of playing down to opponents. Um, They haven't, I don't know, we'll see how they do traveling. Certainly they traveled well against Maryland when they put up uh, 59. Yes, they did. I think think Iowa kind of shows up here. I think Maryland was a bit uh, fraudulent. But, uh, yeah, I I like Iowa to show up, and uh, this feels like a field goal game to me. So give me the four and a half and the Hawkeyes.
1: I know you went against Penn State and you and you laid it out for us that it turned out to be a real uh, bloodbath because Franklin didn't get the Maryland job and he ran it up on him. And I, Iowa yeah. could have won that game last week, but that was just an ugly game at Michigan. Uh, do you feel like they're going to have to ugly it up kind of the same way and win hard-nosed defense if Iowa does cover this and, and that's the way they're going to do it, low-scoring, battle it out?
3: Yeah, I, I mean... Penn State has had moments where they've uh, put up points, but I do feel like uh, this will tend to be a little bit lower scoring game. I I don't know the total off the top of my head, but I would definitely lean under here. And, yeah, it it feels like they're going to be in this game the entire game. It will probably come down to either a couple special teams plays. uh, But, yeah, I I think whoever's going to win is going to win by three or four points. So uh, I'll take the team getting the four and a half points. And, again, you know, I was not the easiest place to play. Like, they have a legit home field advantage, and uh, I think they'll certainly be up for this game.
1: Uh, the total at 41, what I'm seeing here. So yeah, I, I don't know that either <laughs> I don't know that either of these teams is going to get to twenty points. We'll see. Maybe Penn State will. Maybe Iowa pulls the upset on that one. One other college game before I get to the NFL with Sean Green, Sports Gambling Podcast. He's with me on Three Dog Thursday. Does a great job. He's at Sean T. Green on Twitter, Sports Gambling Podcast, the gambling uh, is where you find the website. I'll let him plug away more a little bit about their show and uh, and how you find them everywhere a little bit later on. USC, you're in Southern California. USC off the bye week at Notre Dame. Such a tradition-rich battle. We don't know at the time we're talking, can Keaton Slovis, the true freshman quarterback that played earlier in the year, he's injured. They haven't said whether he's playing, he's ruled out, or what. If he can play in South Bend, I give USC a real puncher's chance. So that's an unknown. Right now, the line is 11 For Notre Dame at home, again, I am not uh, cornering you to take the Trojans on Three Dog Thursday, but just give me a thought or two about this game real quick.
3: Yeah, I I think uh, you made a lot of good points as to why you might like them as a dog. Rivalry game coming off a bye. Uh, USC had some big uh, physical receivers. Uh, They throw up a couple of jump balls, come down with a couple of them. I mean, really, all it takes for USC is a couple big passing plays, which they're certainly capable of. And uh, I think they can cover this 11 pretty easily. You know, I mean, let's say it's 30-21. to That seems like a perfectly reasonable score for this Notre uh, Dame-USC game. 11 points feels like a lot for a game that I just think USC is really going to be up for.
1: And I know they played well against Georgia. I said this earlier uh, here and a couple of other places. Excuse me, but for Notre Dame, playing New Mexico State at home, playing a bad bowling green team last week, they they're gonna play a lot better quality of athlete and skill at all the positions for USC this week. And I think the Trojans, Uh, for that reason, hang in uh, in this game. I'm not for certain whether I'm going to take that one, but it's interesting. That's also double figures, much like uh, Texas in this matchup. All right, so there's some college underdog conversation. Let's spin it to the NFL. Again, Sean Green... Four for four the last two weeks on this program documented Bucks over the Rams outright, Jaguars over the Broncos outright two weeks ago. And then last week, two more outright winners, Green Bay at Dallas, Colts on Sunday night at Kansas City. You now have got people sitting up, turning the radio up, turning the podcast up (laughs) and paying attention to what you're about to say. Where do you want to begin with an underdog, sir?
3: Well, yeah, and again, to to point out those outright winners, I mean, it is the NFL, and uh, the dogs have really been parking this season in the NFL, and I think uh, even 2018, it was like 82% of the time the the spread didn't matter. So if you like these dogs, and I do, don't be afraid to uh, take the points but throw a little bit on as well uh, because those big paydays do happen in the NFL. I mean, hell, if you parlayed uh, (laughs) the Packers and the uh, Colts, uh, both to win outright, that would be an insane, uh, insane payout. But yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely a couple dogs I like uh, in the NFL. Let's start with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles getting three points against Minnesota. You look at Kirk Cousins' record against winning teams. I think it's five and twenty-seven. The last thirty-two. Mm. Um, this Eagles defense kind of came alive, and uh, granted, it was the Jets, but I, I think that um, the ten sack game will give the the young replacement D-line guys, a little bit of confidence that they'll bring into Minnesota. They've played well in Minnesota. I mean, the last time they were in that stadium, they were uh, hosting the, uh, Lomb- or hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Yep. I think, a, I think a big factor here is the Eagles' rush defense has been amazing. And uh, for the Vikings, they love pounding the ball. They're very old school like that. Dalvin Cook has had a great season. If they can slow down the running game, which I think they can, uh, they'll put Kirk Cousins in some third and longs and uh, I think that's where they're going to want to be. This offense, um, yeah, the Eagles offense has looked uh, really good at times, like in Green Bay, and uh, they've been 5-1 ATS their last six road games. So this team travels, and uh, they're, they're, they have a really strong offensive line. So I'll take the Eagles getting three points.
1: Very interesting in FC East domination right now after the Eagles lost that game to the Lions uh, back two, three weeks ago. They've looked very good since then, and they're on the road at Minnesota. Minnesota thumping the Giants last week. We'll see what happens there. And you're going right back to Sunday night football with another road doggy this week in the Sunday night game. What do you like?
3: Yeah, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Some places have it at six and a half. I think you can get some sevens out there even if it's plus 7 minus 120 i would take that first off i don't even know if this is going to be a road game for the steelers pittsburgh uh, <laughs> loves traveling their fans are their fans are diehard i mean they they already booked their tickets months ago there's no way they're going to cancel uh they're they're probably already getting hit with some weather in uh in pittsburgh so they'll enjoy uh taking a trip out to southern california but this this chargers offensive line is just really really struggling um and injuries on the defensive line for the chargers that was going to be a strength of their team that really hasn't showed up but i think i think pittsburgh is going to be able to get some pressure on philip rivers uh, you know tj watts uh devin bush has been uh, playing really strong so yeah they're down to their third string quarterback but i think tomlin's uh, a pretty solid coach they have some good uh skilled position players around him and uh, I, I think they're just going to kind of get up for this game. I know it's surprising to think of a 1-4 team going on the road and showing up for a primetime game, but Los Angeles is in a hostile environment, and I think this Pittsburgh team, heck, if they would have hit that uh, field goal, they would have been tied with the Ravens for the uh, AFC North. So I think the nation thinks the Steelers are out of it, but I don't think the Steelers think they're out of it. And... I think they're going to have a very competitive game, and I like them catching seven points.
1: Undrafted Devlin Hodges is the quarterback that may play some for the Steelers. Again, Mason Rudolph had that concussion. He has not cleared at the time that Sean and I are talking. He's not cleared concussion protocol after that vicious hit helmet-to-helmet hit, so it may be Devlin Hodges on Sunday night football uh, against the Chargers, and you're right. I mean, the Broncos were in there last week, and they dominated the Chargers, and they had half the stadium. The stadium only seats like 35,000 there uh, in in Carson, California, so uh, let's see if the Steelers have a bunch of fans. Let's see how they do uh, on Sunday night, and again, I am traveling, Sean, you know this, with the Buccaneers to London for Bucks. And Carolina Panthers, where the Panthers at last check were a one and a half or two point favorite in the rematch here. That is largely because of Christian McCaffrey and the way he has just yeah. exploded. The last three weeks so the south rematch where the bucks won in charlotte back four weeks ago now takes place at tottenham hotspur stadium i'll be there just outside of downtown london sunday morning for that one so that one will be interesting we got football all over the globe we're going we're going from london early in the morning to your game there pittsburgh and the chargers southern california late sunday <laughs> evening i like all of this uh, here for three dog Thursday. Uh, all right. So plug away again, the sports gambling podcast. You're so good to me to have me on your podcast. You've come on, on this podcast as well. Tell the fans where they can hear you guys find you guys more with everything you got going on.
3: Yep. Sports We're on uh iTunes, Spotify, Google play. And, uh, yeah, we also do uh shows on YouTube. So if you're one of the guys that like to watch the show, uh, you can do that as well. And, uh, yeah, I've been on an insane streak uh, NFL. I think eight, you know, seventeen and three. My last twenty against the spread. So uh, the kid's getting hot. So look out. Hopefully it continues this week. And uh, yeah, appreciate it as always coming on three dogs here.
1: There we go. At Sean T Green on Twitter. Gambling podcast is a sports gambling podcast. Uh, Twitter handle, thesportsgamblingpodcast.com is the site. He does a fantastic job with that. Love the inside of Sean Green. Good luck with the underdogs. He's got Iowa on Saturday against Penn State. He's taking the points with the Eagles on the road. He's all the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. He's got the Eagles on the road <laughs> at Minnesota. He's got Pittsburgh Sunday night on the road with the L.A. Chargers. Sean, good luck with the doggies. Thank you, sir.
0: Thank you, Teach.
1: There he goes. Sean Green again has hit four consecutive NFL underdogs over the last two weeks. He likes those Eagles. He likes those Steelers. He was 3-for-3 last week with the college underdog, West Virginia. He's got Iowa this week as well. All the way back at the beginning of the podcast, Gary Seegers with Texas State on Thursday night in the Sun Belt as a home dog. He took the Gators and the points. And then on the NFL Sunday, he took the San Francisco 49ers at the L.A. Coliseum. I will go Texas Longhorns in the Red River rivalry game, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. local time game at the Cotton Bowl for Texas and the Sooners. I like that one uh, as a college underdog. Uh, I will also go USC, primetime Notre Dame Stadium. Again, we don't know at the time that I'm taping Three Dog Thursday if Kedon Slovis can play the USC quarterback if he can. It gives them a great chance. I just think they catch Notre Dame here maybe flat-footed. I don't know that they win the game, but give me USC to keep it close, and I'll take, what is it, the 11.5 points that I'm seeing right now with the Trojans against Notre Dame in South Bend Again, a big step up in competition from Notre Dame playing Bowling Green last week. I know they got Ian Book at quarterback and they're explosive on offense, but I think this one will be a fun game to watch. On NFL Sunday, I will go birds of a feather, go against each other. The Falcons and the Cardinals in Arizona give me Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals getting the two and a half. I don't understand why Atlanta would be favored here. After they gave up 53 points at Houston last week, I know the Cardinals defense is not as good as what Houston's defense was, but this is a Falcon team that's yet to win away from home and yet their favorite I'll take Arizona on Sunday. We'll see what happens. And you know that I want to see my Bucks do well and get the win and get to 3 and 3 against Carolina again. That is a Sunday morning 9:30 Eastern Time start, 2:30 uh British summertime uh at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, so I'll be off to London. For Three Dog Thursday for this weekend, we'll see how my bucks do with Carolina. We'll come back to the continent and get ready to see what happens with all these underdogs uh, coming off the weekend. That'll do it. For this program, thanks to Gary Seegers, Winning Cures Everything podcast. Go check out their show at WinningCuresEverything.com. Sean Green, as well, the sports gambling podcast with his underdogs. We thank Sean for being here, the sports gambling podcast.com, gambling podcast on Twitter. And Peter Burns of the SEC Network, follow him at Peter Burns on Twitter, SEC Network This Morning, the simulcast on SiriusXM. And also on the SEC Television Network, he will be there. OL on location for the matchup in Baton Rouge with LSU and Florida. With the Gators getting all of those points, I just I don't think Florida can hang with LSU. We'll find out on Saturday night. Enjoy all of the underdog action this weekend. College football and the NFL. Good luck with those doggies. Again, subscribe to this show. iTunes, Stitcher. Spotify, Google Podcast. Here as part of Three Dog Thursday, uh, we're anxious to uh, to grow the audience as much as possible. Spread the word, rate the show. However, you found us through social media, Red Circle Podcasting, etc. We love having more and more find the show. So do so. Subscribe. It comes automatically to your phone, your iPad, all of it. Uh, that'll do it. I'm TJ Reeves. Enjoy the games. I'm off to the UK with the Buccaneers and the Panthers this weekend. We're back next week. In the continental U.S., ready to go for another edition of Three Dog Thursday. Enjoy the games. Long live the underdog.